The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host beside me. Well, he's not beside me, but he's on the other end, uh, Rick Zamperin. Yes, virtually beside you. I'm at uh, 875 Main Street West, the corner of Maine and Longwood. Uh, Rob Golfie broadcasting from one Markland, the beautiful uh, uh, estate, really, if you will, uh, where you guys are located. Uh, they're also located online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your home for top dollar and do so safely during the COVID-19 pandemic, you got to call the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions, at robgolfie.com is the email address. We do have a listener question from Dan that we'll get to a little later on in the program. We're also going to talk about Hamilton, now the third least affordable housing market in North America, not just Canada, in North America. Also talk about moving out of town and how some might think it could hinder their careers. Also talk about a unique, uh, actually two unique scenarios on Welburn Drive on the Hamilton Mountain. But uh, first off, let's begin with what is happening in the market. The numbers are uh, quite startling. So it, it has cooled off. Um, housing prices, people, people are, 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 are not jumping in as fast. Uh, people are looking at it twice. We're noticing that when we put houses up for sale, uh, if we're holding offers, um, sometimes you can jinx yourself and hurt yourself. You 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 really gotta you really gotta put you really gotta put the house, like I said, fifty to eighty thousand dollars under what the market value is. Mm -hmm. But now doing that, you got to be even more careful because people aren't coming up two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand like they were before. Now they're 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 cautious. Now the offers are less less offers. And so you might get fifty to, to seventy five thousand over asking. So you got to be very careful how you price the house. Now uh, six weeks ago, you price the house at seven hundred, you probably get eight fifty to nine hundred. Now you price the house today at seven hundred, you might get seven fifty. So you got to be very careful uh, where the market value is, where where how you're going to price the house. So there is is definitely a technique, and it and it can hurt you and bite you. So you got to be very careful there. But we we are also showing that. Um, it, this past week showings are less, uh, there was, there were less showings than they were previously. You can see, uh, on Friday, May 14th, la uh, last week, um, uh, the, uh, on the, on the Friday, they received a thousand, a thousand seventy six showings. So I mean, in the height of, uh, February, March and, and beginning of April, we would get 1500 bookings mm -hmm. for, uh, in that, uh, one day alone to book for the weekend. So. 
So things are cooling off a bit. I mean, it, it has to. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, it, we're not saying housing prices are coming down. We're just saying, hey, you know, how's, you know, those guys that ended up getting the overinflated prices, they're not, that's not going to happen as much. It's going to level off. So that's uh, where I think it's going to happen. The, uh, the, the uh, I was going to say the high point in showings uh, from the week of May 16th to 22, 921 were on that Friday, May 21st, uh, obviously impacted by the Victoria Day long weekend as well. You know, people doing whatever they have to do on the long weekend might not be in the frame of mind to go check out a house over the long weekend. It might, you know, their mind frame may be, you know, we've been in this pandemic for over a year now. I might just want to relax on this long weekend. You're absolutely right, because I was talking to an agent in Barrie that does about the same volume of business uh, as I do here in, in, in the Hamilton, Niagara area. And, uh, and, and she was saying she couldn't believe how, how uh, slow it was on the Victoria uh, Day weekend. And, and, I, and I thought, you know, like, what's going on? Usually, you know, like, you know we come in on, on Mondays and things are just rock, you know, like, you know, lots of deals are happening. But it was a lot slower this uh, past uh, uh, Victoria Day weekend. And uh, so, I mean, things are changing. And, I mean, I just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the hot market only lasts for so long. And then now we're going to go to slowly transitional to a balanced market uh, or even a, you know, I don't think it'll be a buyer's market, not for a long time. But I think it'll be more balanced and more, um, you know, more leveled off. I mean, we're still getting a lot of showings. Um, you know, we just listed a property for 600,000. We didn't hold offers. We thought it was, uh, a little, a little, you know, uh, dangerous, not dangerous, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to do that with this, but we did put say on the offer that we need two days to deal with the offer. And, and that's, that means irrevocable. It means, so if somebody has an offer, I'll just say, listen, we have one hour to 48 hours to deal with it. It doesn't mean we're going to deal with it in 48 hours, but we know we got a lot of showings. We already got two offers on this house that we, we uh, put 48 hours irrevocable. So that, so it's just a different technique that we use uh, to get multiple offers without saying we're holding offers. Cause people are not looking at houses that uh, if, if agents are holding offers, it just, they just, they got a bad taste in their mouth about it and they're just fed up in competing with that. Uh, regarding appointments in uh, 2021, the uh, appointment level hit uh, what looks like an all-time high of around 26, 27,000 in March, compared to about um, 10,000 in March of 2020. That really bottomed out in April, of course, because of the onset of the lockdowns and the pandemic. Um, appointments in uh, April, around 25,000-ish uh, this year. What do you expect over the summer? Because last summer, after all the lockdowns and things were kind of opening up because of, you know, the low case counts and hospitalizations and, you know, you guys were doing things virtually, you were able to show homes virtually and, and still obviously doing that. Um, but during the summer last year, there was a really uh, a nice increase in terms of appointments. Do you expect that this summer or are you expecting a more even or traditional summer? I think if Doug Ford keeps this province under lockdown for the summer, the real estate market's just going to continue because they got nothing else to do, but look at houses <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, but, but if, if he lets, if he lets like the rest of the world is, you know, uh, able to, you know, people go camping and golfing and, and, you know, go to, you know, patio restaurants and, and go to events and stuff like that. 
then you're gonna you're gonna see it uh, you're gonna see it bounce out in uh, uh, and, and taper off. You're gonna you're not gonna see the, the robust uh, real estate market. So as long as he keeps this shutdown going, it, th- this market's gonna continue because what really what else you got to do? Like I mean I mean you only, I mean I've pretty well seen every Netflix movie out there. So I'm <laughs> like I'm scrolling around like they got uh, probably ten thousand movies on there, and, and yeah. it feels like when I'm scrolling around, I go okay, seen that one, seen that one. You know what I mean? Like so people are people are, are getting bored. So, and, and if you're locked up in your house a lot, then you're, you've got a reason why you want to move out of that house. Mm-hmm. Cause it's either too big, too small, or, you know, it's, it, you know what, that's, that's, what's causing this, uh, market to go crazy. And just people are in, are in their houses and they don't like their houses. They need to change. Yeah. Uh, the top five price ranges in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, really interesting here. The previous week in Hamilton is exactly the same as the current week. Uh, the, the top price range is 550 to 600 K, which means because the average price is over $700,000, which means there's still a lot of value out there. Oh, absolutely. And I was just checking to see the most affordable areas in Hamilton mm-hmm. and it shows that the uh this year so far the most affordable area was uh the uh, Keith area in Hamilton Central di- uh district 13 as we call it on the MLS uh also uh North Sherman uh you know that's between Wentworth and Gage and uh between Wentworth and Gage and Barton and Burlington so i mean there th- th- that area is still affordable it's averaging about 100 400 and, Sixty to four hundred and eighty thousand average sale price in those areas, and that's the most affordable in all the Hamilton, uh, Hamilton, Burlington area. So there are still some areas, but I, you, I, I remember these areas. You know, houses not that long ago. We're talking five, five to seven years ago. You can get a hundred, a hundred thousand dollar house there, one hundred twenty five thousand dollar house there. Now look at it now. Like your average sale price is four hundred and seventy thousand in in uh in the north end over there and and it's getting cleaned up it's getting uh a lot of people are moving in that area and the neighborhoods are getting better that's great to hear top price ranges in burlington still one to two million dollars and in niagara uh, now 350 to 400 k uh, the previous week was 450 to 500k. So obviously, still some value in the Niagara area uh, as well. Let's move on to talk about two unique scenarios on Wellburn Drive on the Hamilton Mountain. Scenario number one, and I've never seen this before. And, and Rob, you've been in the game for you know the better part of two decades now. Three homes in a row have sold on this street. Two more have just gone up on the same street, including one listed by the Golfie team on Wellburn Drive. Uh, there was 33, 35, and 37 Wellburn listed uh, anywhere between April 29th and May 17th, and they've all sold. That is phenomenal. Oh, I know. And if you look at it, um, the 14, I'm, I'm just looking at here on, uh, so this is number two. I got to show you that you're going to laugh at this one. That number one, number two, and then number three. This is uh, number three. So, so the first house on Wellburn, mm-hmm. it sold. It sold uh, in uh, the selling date on it is uh, selling date is May. Oh, actually, you know what? Selling date is May fifth. Yep, this is thirty-seven. And, sorry, sorry, no commencement date. So it, it was listed. It was listed April 29th, and they got seven fifty for that. Wow. Uh, okay. And then uh, this other one, the commencement date uh, was. May six, and they got seven ninety one, which is unbelievable. So now it depends on uh, what, what's involved. And then the third one was uh, commencement date was May fourteenth, 
and they got 741. So the highest one hmm. sold was on uh, for 791 in the same neighborhood. So all I think all of them had a garage except for one. Right. If I'm correct, detached, detached, yep. and Asheville. So the one that sold for 750 didn't have a garage. Uh, the one uh, sold for 791. So uh, sold uh, with the garage. And the other one, 741. So they, you know what? That one there that did 791 on Wellburn, they did very, very, very well. well on that one. And that was just, that was sold in May. So the so they, they did, like I said, bungalows done up. It, they're getting big money for it. Mm-hmm. Huge money. Unbelievable. Really interesting to think that three homes in a row and uh, the the top and the low separated by $50,000. That's an incredible uh, kind of circumstance. We'll talk about scenario number two, two homes on Wellburn Drive, one that sold in February, the other in May. We'll tell you what happened with these two homes when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, alongside Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Don't forget, Golfie gets it sold and they do so in a safe manner during the COVID-19 pandemic. Follow the Golfie team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and find them online at robgolfie.com, the hottest listings in town on robgolfie.com. Have a question for the Golfie team? Send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com, and we'll also encourage you to send a topic idea that we'll chew on in a future program. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about a couple of scenarios, or at least one, on Wellburn Drive. It's up on the Hamilton Mountain and uh, in scenario one, three homes in a row, 33, 35, 37 Wellburn, all sold in a couple of weeks' time, uh, separated by a couple of weeks' time. The lowest point uh, in terms of the sale price was $741,000. One home sold for seven fifty, the other for seven ninety one. Here's scenario number two. So two homes on this same street, Wellburn Drive. One was sold in February. It was listed at five ninety nine. And it was not renovated at all. I mean, you, you went through the, the the pictures online, and you can see that it was, you know, a very dated house. Nice property, nice bungalow, but very dated. Uh, the other was fully renovated, and it was listed on um, April 27th, sold May 7th. The one that was not renovated was listed February 11th, sold February 17th. So the one that was not renovated sold for $720,000. The one that was fully renovated sold for seven sixty-seven, so a difference of forty-seven thousand um, dollars, separated by two months. The fully renovated one, obviously, the owner had to spend a lot more than forty-seven thousand dollars to renovate the house. So the question is, was it worth renovating that home? No, because I've been through that, and I'll tell you, the guy that didn't have the renovated house made out like a bandit mm-hmm. because. I, I remember years ago, I had this one house on, um, 
uh, uh, I, uh, I can't remember the, the street, but I, I, I do recall it was, I, I sold it for just over $400,000 and it was, it had everything in ground pool, updated kitchen, finished basement. Uh, everything was updated. So, uh, and completely read, completely done the house, two doors down, the guy wanted 400,000. And I said to him, I go, I go, it, it, it you're off base there. I go, I go, this guy's completely renovated. You've lived in this house, not done one single thing. And the shingles were, uh, you know, flying off the roof. And it, it just, it, it just, and it had a, a leaky, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, cold cellar. Oh, wow. Uh, my suggested price was around three fifty, And he goes, Oh, you know, he, he wanted to go with it, but his wife wanted more. So anyway, we listed it for 400. They realized it didn't happen. Then after, uh, over time, they listened to me and we put it at the price. We actually ended up getting three fifty five for it. And I said to him, I said, you made out like a bandit. I said, your neighbor, two doors down, that sold, I think it was 400, 415, has got probably 150000 plus in his house. Wow. Maybe more, 200000 And he sold for four fifteen. You sold for three fifty five, and you did nothing to it in, in all the years that you lived there. I go, your shingles... I mean, you had to go in the backyard and clean up some of the shingles that were falling off. I said, "You made out like a bandit." He real, he knows that. He kn- he knew that. But uh, but I mean, it was funny though that they wanted the same price as the neighbor that had the upgrades. But you will make out like I'm not saying to do that in a good market. You will be ahead if you have a house that isn't updated. Like it's like like the market that we're just coming uh, coming we're in now. You will be way farther ahead without the update. So sometimes people ask me, they go, Rob, should I update the kitchen and bathrooms before we put up the house for sale? You know what? Normally in other mar- other times in other markets, I'd say, yeah, but be careful, don't spend too much money. Just minimize it. Mm-hmm. Just do very little. Uh, now I would say, don't do it. I I will say, you put the money in. You're not going to get the return on that investment. You will. If you spend twenty five thousand or fifty thousand, you're not going to get that full full money back. You like it, it, like you can compare it, and and it, you always you'll win in this market if you just put your house up the way it is. Because uh, people just want a house right now, and and a lot of people don't mind doing the work themselves and hiring the contractors because they get what they want after. So yeah, no, it, it's in 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 a, a hot market. You don't have to worry about that. So we just talked about five homes on Wellburn Drive. This is just this year um, that have uh, been listed and sold. Two more now have just jumped on the market. Is there something in the water on Wellburn Drive that people are selling their homes now? Everybody's cashing out on your on that street on Wellburn. Everybody's cashing out. Um, it's just, you know what? People are, are surprised on how much they're getting, and they're saying, you know what? But I hope all these people have a place to go because uh, they're going to the find the same situation when they're buying. So. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I hope they don't do lateral moves uh, because it's going to be, you know, but, but maybe a lot of these people are thinking, hey, they were thinking about moving and, uh, and you know, and they're saying this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're buying and selling in the same market, it evens out. Uh, the worst thing that could happen is that you, you buy in a high market and then you end up selling in a low market. So you got to be very careful about that. So. But, but, it, but I guess, uh, yeah, I, 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 unless all the neighbors bought brand new in a subdivision and they're all moving it all next door to each other someplace <laughs> else. Yeah, maybe. But is it is it contagious? You know, you see, especially when you see three for sale signs all sold on the same street and, and others going up, 
if you have the thought of, yeah, maybe we can, you know, what, what, what could we get for our house? Maybe we should move and maybe we should put it up for sale. Is that kind of thought process contagious? It, it, it is. It is contagious. We know that once a house is sold on a street, somebody else has got the itch to do it or, or, or they're planning on it or they're waiting to see what happened with that house, what mm-hmm. they got. A lot of times you get one house going up for sale then all uh, and then the guy was thinking of putting his house up for sale he says well let's see how they do and then we can then we can gauge and see what we can you know put our house up for sale so you'll you'll find that you know somebody else was willing to pull the the trigger on putting their house up for sale but then somebody else beat them to it on the street so they'll see what happens there and it's good that one at a time is going up for sale to tell you the truth it makes it, it it's better that way so if you're out there and and you're thinking about selling your house and your neighbor uh, has got their house up for sale, and they're holding offers. Sometimes it might be you might be able to wait for wait for that one to sell, then put yours up. Some some agents will think differently. Um, you can put yours up for sale, and you kind of euchre the other the other house, and right. and, and it confuses the the consumer. But you still can win because if you get fifty showings on that one house on that street, and only one buyer got it, that means you got another forty nine people that are going to look. And, and, and plus whatever new buyers come into the marketplace will look at the other house. So, you know, is, the, the key thing is strategy and pricing your house, and then you'll do well. It's all strategy. Uh, speaking of Welburn Drive, it'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, the Golfie team does have a home on Welburn Drive uh, on their listings page. It's listed for six ninety nine, and it is an absolute gorgeous house. So you guys are going to do well on that one for sure. And, and, and so oh, will yeah, the homeowner. Yeah. yeah, we're holding offers on that one. And it's a gorgeous house, and uh, yeah, so if you guys want to see it or uh, give us a call and we can uh, get you through it. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful neighborhood, beautiful street, and uh, it's uh, it's beautifully updated home, too, so it's fantastic. That number to call, 905-575-7700. Check out that listing and a whole lot more on robgolfie.com. All right, let's switch gears and talk about Vancouver, Toronto, and Hamilton, are the least affordable cities in North America, according to a new report from Oxford Economics. It was published earlier this week. It said homes in Canada are 34% more expensive than the median income household could afford. And it said Vancouver was the least affordable city. Toronto is in second place. Hamilton is in third, all more expensive than places like New York and L.A. That is phenomenal. Can you believe that? I, I, I couldn't believe that when I, uh, when I saw that. And they go by their, uh, I guess, uh, index, right? So, and, and I think we're, we're at one point, is it 1.5? And they're, and they're showing like Vancouver's at one, uh, is it 1.53? No, Toronto's 1.53 and, uh, Vancouver's, Vancouver's 167. at 1.67 yeah. index. And it's a credit, it's New York, New York, 1.4. Or one or something like that. Uh, no, no. Uh, Los Angeles and New York, uh, which had indicated 1.4. Can you believe that? We would never think that. In North America, <laughs> we're the, the third uh, most expensive city in uh, North America. That's that, unbelievable. That's insane. What's going o- on out there? Yeah, Ottawa is sixth. Uh, Montreal is ninth. Uh, so Vancouver, Toronto, and Hamilton are more expensive or, or less affordable, if you want to say it that way, than... San Jose, Los Angeles, Seattle, New York City, Miami, which is also in the top 10. Some of the most affordable homes in, or at least markets in North America, Chicago is number one, followed by Columbus and Quebec City. 
Uh, Edmonton's also on the list. Winnipeg and Calgary also on the list. And according to the Canadian Real Estate Association's MLS system, the average national price here in Canada now stands at $716,000, which is pretty much the average price in Hamilton. But I, I, I would have never have thought that Hamilton would be more expensive than New York and Los Angeles. That is crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know what it is. We're the we're the big we're the uh, I guess the little the little brother city of Toronto. And but but if you look if you look at it, I think they're mostly uh, there's a, a lot of Canadian cities in there. Like like Canada has they're, they're on that list. It's probably more than half Canadian that are the most expensive mm-hmm. in North in North America. Like I mean. You know, you got Quebec City, uh, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, Hamilton, Ottawa, uh, Montreal. So I mean, like, like, like Canada as you know, its real estate has done uh, has appreciated. I'd say uh, far greater than the U.S. has in uh, in this pandemic. It's just uh, you know, I, I, our markets, uh, and that's why a lot of uh, people from other countries are investing uh, their money in real estate in Canada mm-hmm. because they, it, it, it's one of the best investments that you can put your money into and your return is, is incredible. Interesting, really, to see Ottawa and Montreal as well because, yeah, they're, they're big cities. Uh, you know, Ottawa, the capital of Canada, uh, that you know, the home to parliaments and politicians. Montreal, really the hub of Quebec. Uh, interesting to know that Quebec City is one of the most affordable. I know it's a few hours away, but still interesting to see that five out of the ten least affordable uh, markets in North America are in Canada, including Hamilton being third overall. That's just amazing to see. Wow, I know, I know. Just uh, something you, you're just uh, surprised to uh, to read, and 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 I mean, these are stats that the government puts out and they they track and, and with the affordability, and it's just incredible. Unbelievable. From a uh, report on least affordable markets to a uh, online survey about um, some people worried about moving too far away from their workplace. So this Mauro Blue online survey found that only 18% of Ontario homeowners surveyed said they would consider selling and moving to a smaller centre. Although 44% of those working from home during the pandemic have considered moving out of the city, most say the decision is tied to their work circumstances. 63% said they would be less willing to move further from their jobs if their employer wanted them back in the office even one to three days a week. But if they were allowed to work from home permanently, 55% said they would consider relocating. So it it sounds like there's a number of people out there who are contemplating moving, but unless they get the okay from their workplace, they're probably going to stay put. Yeah, because they, they, you know what, uh, and it's good to be cautious that way because you don't want to end up moving and then you have to move again. So the cost of moving is very expensive. But I mean, a lot of people did their moves even without probably talking to their employers mm-hmm. and just didn't say, Hey, listen, cause I, cause some employers are, are telling people we're going to permanently work from home. Uh, and, and that's why there's so much office space available in the GTA right now. There's like, you know, like as renewals are coming up, people aren't renewing their office space and they're saying we don't need it anymore. Cause we can, you know, save money there and, and have everybody work out of their house. But, but you got to be very careful because you don't want to end up moving. And then all of a sudden the, your employer is saying, Hey, sorry, guys, I want everybody here in the office working. Uh, and, uh, and then you got to move back. So, so there, there is a lot of people sitting on the fence wondering what's going to happen if they're going to be able to 
work out of their house or work at, uh, or they have to go back to, to work at, at their office place. The survey also shows that 42% of people were concerned that moving outside a larger city would hurt their career prospects. Among homeowners who say they plan to sell in the next year, 25% would consider moving to a different neighborhood in their city. The Right at Home survey also showed that 39% of homeowners who plan to sell in the next two to three years expect to buy a bigger house. 33% say they intend to downsize. And the survey also showed that 38% of Ontarians want more access to nature, 33% covet more privacy, 30% want to be closer to family and friends, and only 13% of Ontario buyers considered public transit access a priority, and only one in four respondents in the GTA considered it a key factor. So they're looking at transportation, whether it's you know LRT coming or the GO train or public transit in terms of the bus, not really as important maybe as uh, other you know, links to transportation like highways. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know what, uh, if, if people are used to driving themselves, I mean, it takes time. I, I, and who knows uh, if, if uh, people are going to start using public transit as much in the future, especially with this pandemic. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's being all sanitized so much now. People are going to be, like, weird, weirded out by touching anything else. <laughs> uh, hopefully that doesn't continue. But, um but anyway, yeah, no, it's just uh, it's incredible what, uh, what where they get these numbers from. Yeah, still to come, we have a uh, listener question that we'll get to, and uh, we'll also talk about some small town uh, joining the real estate big leagues and Toronto real estate agents using a new tactic to fuel competition and hike house prices. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my escaping home, when my music's playing home. You are listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. The phone number is 905 905- Five seven five seventy seven hundred online at robgolfie.com. That's rob g o l f i dot com. And follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you have a question or a topic idea for a future show, uh, send an email to the Golfie team. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. We do have a listener email that we'll get to in a matter of minutes, but let's talk about small towns joining the real estate big leagues as the pandemic is turning the tables on price growth. So data from the Canadian Real Estate Association has revealed that benchmark house prices jumped 17% in the GTA year over year. By comparison, neighboring smaller towns experience much higher price appreciation rates. In uh, the KW area, for example, which is about 100 kilometers uh, away from Toronto, home prices grew by 40.3%, more than twice the rate of the GTA. And Cottage Country has reported similar accelerations in house prices. Year-over-year jumps of 48, 48, 42% in Kawartha Lakes, Bancroft, and Brantford, respectively. So the further away people are moving from Toronto, they're seeing those house prices spike even higher than what's happening in the GTA. That's that's very interesting. 
Yeah, it used to be reverse. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like GTA prices are expensive as it is, but the growth of prices, like the inflation of prices, uh, getting away from the GTA is is just incredible. I mean, uh, I don't know how many... I, 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 I don't know how they're going to find the numbers to find out how many GTA buyers actually bought in uh, outside of the uh, the GTA, like in, in like from Niagara to Hamilton, even going towards uh, Guelph, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo area, and same thing with Barrie, Ontario. Like there's been an exodus of thousands, tens of thousands of people just moving away, and and they basically increased the market in all those areas. Like like it's like it's like a it's like you know the a flood of uh, immigrants coming into. Uh, our area mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then it's just incredible and then so now they got it's just it's just unbelievable how uh, housing prices went up and it looks like it's going back to where it was uh, probably 50 60 70 years ago when housing prices in the GTA like a bungalow in a GTA in 1950 versus a bungalow in in Hamilton wasn't that much of a difference in price if, if, if you can get the average price in 1950 there, but then as the Toronto just grew and grew and grew, the, the housing prices just went up even faster than, than Hamilton. And then, then, then the, there was a big spread and it looks like it, we're coming back to that. Like it's coming back to, we're not, we're not going to be that far off. I mean, I'm obviously Toronto's still a lot more, but, but we're catch we're we're not that far behind the, like them anymore. Like we we used to be a there used to be a big spread. The spread is getting is closing in right now yeah. uh, on our our average price versus their average price. The gap has shrunk for sure between April 2016 and April 2020. Housing prices increased by 41 percent in the GTA, the lowest rate of appreciation of the region's local markets. Uh, in satellite towns like you know Markham or you know uh, Richmond Hill, that rate was uh, a lot higher. For the same period, the house price appreciation rate increased by 15 percent. That's on top of the GTA's 41 percent for every 100 kilometer increase in distance from downtown Toronto. However, the dramatic impact of COVID-19 is evident from the much higher rate of house price appreciation in remote markets, with the rate increasing by 40 percent for every 100 kilometers that you go further away from Toronto, an absolute startling statistic. Do you expect that at some point Hamilton or, you know, Burlington would catch up to Toronto and, and maybe that's in 10 or 20 or, or 30 years? I, I don't know if it'll catch up, but I don't think we'll be too far behind. I think Burlington will catch up. Uh, Hamilton will always be slightly behind. It just depends what industry starts moving this way. If mm-hmm. we start finding that, uh, that more and more uh, industry and companies, you know, are getting away from Toronto. Uh, yeah, Hamilton can end up being there, but I, I don't think it'll be what where GTA, the Toronto area is. But I do feel that we're not going to be that far behind. I mean, we're getting getting very expensive now as it is, um, and um, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's it's hard to tell. But I don't I don't I don't think we'll catch up. But we'll, we won't be that far behind. Mm-hmm. We'll always be you know trailing Toronto. Uh, in Hamilton for sure. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. When we come back, we'll talk to, uh, or we will read a listener email and Rob will have an answer to the question. We'll also talk about Toronto real estate agents using a new tactic to 
fuel competition and boost housing prices. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go-round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin alongside Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online, robgolfy.com is the website. Follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Toronto real estate agents are using a new tactic to fuel competition and hike house prices. What's going on in T.O.? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know why? Because it's cooled down. They're trying to find ways to uh, fuel things more. But uh, you know what? And, and I, was, I was reading the article, and it, they should only use, I don't, even that tactic, even for unique homes that are different, you, you, there's, there should be a benchmark I mean, you don't have to do it a dollar. I mean, you can do it, you know, $500,000 or, or $800,000 uh, in the GTA. But $1, like, like I said, yeah, they're getting uh, uh, exposure. They're just trying to get exposure based on media. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people that are looking misses out on this. And sometimes they don't find out that, th- that this house was for sale on that street till after it's sold because they didn't have the criteria that show up uh, with their agents to say, hey, I'm looking for a house between... Seven hundred and a million dollars. Well, this. Well, that, guess what? That's not going to show up on their on the radar if they if they got their benchmark set between seven hundred and a million. But um, like, unless they they look at it on Realtor.ca and they they could see the mapping that there's a house there. But I, I think it discourages a lot of people. They don't want to get involved in in some kind of gimmick or or, or thing like that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a way to do it. It's not, it's not something I, I would do. Uh, $1, I think, I think you could hurt yourself. Um, the market is good right now, um, but I don't think you need to put it at a dollar. You could put, you know, you got to have a benchmark. Start someplace, even if it's low, but start it at like 700000 in Toronto. That, that's low. So start someplace, but not at a dollar. I think it's just, I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just uh a silly way of doing things. It's not. It's not my my method of doing things. Mm-hmm. But sounds kind of lazy on the uh, on the uh, yeah. listing agents part. Uh, let's go to our uh, listener question for today. This coming from Dan. Uh, he says, "I have a rental home which I'm thinking about selling in spring 2022. I have a fantastic tenant in place and don't want to disrupt his life any more than necessary. My question is, what are my obligations for selling with this situation?" The one-year lease will be up on December 1st, 2021. In a perfect world, I would like to sell to an investor who will keep my tenant in place but don't want to limit the sale to only investors. If someone wants to move in and pays the most, obviously, I would sell to them. However, if it's close, I would opt to keep the tenant. 
Are there any legal issues for me in selling with a tenant? How much notice do I need to give him that I'm going to sell? Any advice you can offer would be greatly appreciated. Yes, the golfie team will be the realtor I will be using. FYI, that email from Dan. Thanks for the email, Dan. Yeah, thank you. So, Dan, what, what I would do is I would probably put the house up for sale maybe two or three months before your tenant is out. But here's here's how you deal with that. Um, your tenant is going to get frustrated. So you, I, I would price your house either uh, at market value or just under market value and, and, and hold offers. because And then you tell your tenant, listen, I need your full cooperation uh, that I'm putting up the house for sale. And yes, he's going to have to move out because once his one-year lease is up, he goes to a month-to-month basis. So once you cannot give notice until you actually have it sold. So the best way to do it is you give him all these time frames that you're going to have the house up for sale. So, it, cause you don't, cause one, after a week tenants, they give you a hard time and you're, you're going to struggle selling it. So you got to be very careful in how you price it and how you, how you manage it. Uh, we, we've done a lot of this and sometimes we actually, you know, uh, help the tenant by saying, here's some gift certificates to buy some, you know, uh, pizza and, and do this, you know, so that it, it just makes his life easier. But here's the thing. You list it about two or three months before uh, you want him out, which obviously after is December 1st. And uh, you price your house to, because uh, if it's a single family home, an investor, you're not going to get somebody to buy that. It's not going to happen because the, the numbers don't work with whatever rent he's paying versus uh, what the value of the property is. Because you're going to get a lot more uh, for your house and it just doesn't, the numbers won't work for the investor. You want... The, the couple, you want the couple that wants to buy it. You want the people that fall in love with it. So here's what you do. You, you put it up for sale. You hold offers and you tell your tenant, listen, I need these time frames open. You get, you give them an advance. And, and after that you stop and, and it's done. And then, and once you get an offer and you, and it's sold firm, you give him notice 60 days notice to vacate. And that's how you do it legally. You cannot give notice before you put it up for sale. But it's good to give them a warning saying in advance, hey, listen, I'm going to be putting the house up for sale. Um, I need your cooperation to show it. And he has to let people in if you give him 24 hours notice. But I preset time slots to let, to let him know that these are the time slots that we need to get people in there. So you, you have two or three time slots a day, and you do it for three, four days, and that's it. And it's done and over with. It, it inconveniences him for maybe four or five days and not, not – four or five months. Cause then after that, you won't get anybody through. I, there's a house for sale right now. I saw in Grimsby and, uh, they were holding offers and guess what? The tenant didn't let anybody through and it, it was mis- It wasn't managed, right? It wasn't, wasn't our listing. It wasn't managed right now. Now so the owner or the landlord of this property is going to struggle in selling in, in selling this property. So he's got to, you got to be very, very careful. So, you know, those type of properties, you got to get in and get out fast, sell them, and you'll get a good price, and, and everybody's all happy. Great email, Dan. Awesome answer, Rob, and another fantastic show. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.